Our next sponsor, Infinite Search Solutions, is Northeast Ohio's premier recruiting and placement service. They make it easy, fast, and simple to find the right people to help you build the perfect team. I personally know Matt Burns and his team. They will find you the candidates you need. Call them today at 440-249-0485 or visit them on the web at www.in-finite, that's F-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Matt Burns, thank you so much. We love you, Infinite Search Solutions. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni. We're in blood time. Last uh, episode's guest, what a blessing. Yasser Hussein, coach from Egypt, now in the United States, and uh, heading up the Sh- uh, Shaker Soccer Association. What an incredible, incredible man. And the outpouring of love from him, uh, through this episode that we just released um, last week was incredible. Uh, we're blessed to have another incredible coach today in studio, Andrew Vogel, the new head coach at Hiram College. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming in. And uh, you are in an incredible position right now during this fabulous uh, coronavirus situation that we're going through and trying to start a program from a story program that's been... Uh, basically moribund since, what, 1987, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so recruiting's got to be something special right now, right? Yeah, it really is, but I'm excited to have the opportunity. I mean, starting a new program in the midst of, you know, once-in-a-lifetime occurrence is, uh, you know, maybe not the way we would have drawn it up, but we're in the same boat as everybody else, so I'm confident we're headed in the right direction. I agree, I agree. Um, It's, I think it just, you know, it just uh, sharpens our skills and makes us stronger. Yeah, I think it causes you to develop new skills on top of that, like Indeed. figuring out what's going to be effective, getting a program off the ground, changing the way you run practice, changing the way you recruit. Sure. Um, everything is, is new, uh, sure. which maybe you know lessens the blow of being in a new school because it's all new for me anyway. So right, right. It doesn't seem weird. Right. Well, you um, also, I believe, have a new president there too at Hiram. That's right. Our uh, president is stepping down at the end of this month, and we have an interim president okay. who will be with us for the next year. He was actually a high school wrestler, I just found out this week. Love that. So uh, we're hoping to have some talks with him in the Yeah, get some bonding here. going out with this dude, man. <laughs> Bring him in the room, right? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, you come from a long time as a, as a head coach at college, uh, right? Last 10 or 12 years? Yeah, this will be my 14th year as okay, a head coach, great. the last okay. 13 at Gettysburg College in Pennsylvania. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, not too far away. I mean, sort of, for, what, about three, four hours away? Uh, more like five, but five n- not bad. Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. But you're from this area. That's right. Okay. And from a story program, Chagrin Valley Christian Academy, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was there 
graduated from Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy in 1999. Okay, okay. So 1999, uh, you were there with some uh, illustrious individuals such as Harry Lester, right? Yeah, he was our first state champ. I was second. So okay. He, he beat me by a year. Um, he went on to a lot of success competitively after that as well. I love it. Now, was Don Lawrence your coach? No, he was not. Okay. Um, he was, I'm not sure when he was there. He was there a few years after I graduated. Okay. Uh, I know Don, but. Sure. No, my coach is actually the coach who's there now, Dave Bergen. Oh, yes, <laughs> Dave Bergen. Absolutely. So let's get into the blood time scenario, the blood time philosophy, and talk a little bit about who was that person that addressed to Andrew Vogel, you can do this, you can you can be something special, because a state champ is rare. We have to admit that. So, yeah, I think I mean I started wrestling in fifth grade in the Stowe youth wrestling program. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in Stowe. My dad also grew up in Stowe, and he wrestled for Stowe and wrestled for the University of Akron. Nice. Um, so he was the one who got me into into the sport. Uh, What's his name? Age. Let's let's give <laughs> Mike Vogel. Mike. We love you, Mike. <laughs> you yeah, so I'm grateful for that. And, you know, yeah. like a lot of people, my family was the ones who kept me in it and, you know, drove me around and took me to practice and mm -hmm. all those kind of things. Sure. And so, you know, anything I've done since then starts with that. Okay. So, so, so your father, Mike, brought you into the sport. Did you have a youth coach or did you have a middle school or high school coach that said, man, you know, Andrew, you're something special. Uh, and turned you on. I mean, just said, you know, I could do this and just propelled you into an opportunity to be in the state finals and win it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's three people, really, as I you know got up into high school wrestling. Um, obviously, my head coach, Dave Bergen, was there. Sure. Um, he's back at CVCA now. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to connecting with him with some recruiting stuff in of the course, future here. Yes, um, and then my senior year... Um, two people really helped kind of propel me to the success that I had. One was our new assistant coach who was student teaching at the high school. His name is Joe Boardwine. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, Kent State wrestler sure. from Streetsboro. Sure. Um, had gone on to be the head coach at Campbell University yes. uh, in the future. So he was a huge part of my improvement there, getting mm -hmm. to work with him every day. Um, and then also Don Horning, who at the time, or for a lot of the time, was the assistant coach at Walsh Jesuit, sure, um, and then was a head coach. That's some Summit and Portage County wrestling royalty down there. <laughs> That's right. So Absolutely. he, I had the chance to work out with him quite a bit in high school, and so the the three of them really helped me develop a lot. From you know someone who was a pretty good junior high wrestler, but not anybody that anybody would have heard of. To right, right. Um, you know, just stick with it and have the chance to be successful, and then go on to wrestling college, which was great. Well, you know, I mean, obviously Don Horning has incredible cradles and could ride like. Unbelievable. I mean, he was like just a Bronco, Bronco Buster. Um, what, what did they do for you, either verbally or on the mat, that made you the wrestler you were? Like, you know, what was your style, Andrew? What, what made you superior to your competition? What were you known for? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think. You know, I scored a lot of points. I think that was okay. the biggest thing for me. Well, Don was like that. Right. I think Joey was to some degree, but, but Don was really a point scorer. Yeah, that was that was my style as well. I mean, the defense was, was okay, but it wasn't okay. wasn't the reason that I was ever successful. It was usually I was outscoring the other guy because, sure. you know, for me, I always felt like, if you know, if you have a six, seven, or eight-point lead and you make one mistake, you're probably okay. If you have, right. If you have a one-point lead and make that mistake, you get beat. But I think what really turned the corner for me as a competitor was the summer... 
uh, before my junior year in high school, I worked out with, with Don and another wrestler from Hudson um, four days a week all summer. Okay. Um, that is a big difference. I was kind of brought in as the training partner, but mm-hmm. got all the same benefits. It was just the three of us in the Walsh wrestling room sure. all summer long. So wow. um, that that was it for me. That, uh, I think, really got me moving in the right direction. Gotcha. And was there any, any moment that you can point to, a, a conversation that you may have had, or maybe a practice that you had that said, holy cow, I can do this? You know, I don't know if there was any one thing. I think it was just kind of a gradual process, you okay. know, coming in as a ninth grader and doing pretty well, but not right outstanding, and then having a good season the next year, and um, but having some disappointment at the end and not not making it to the state tournament. Right. Um, but just sticking with it and, uh, you know, really, you know, just wrestling every day and so, trying to get better. So you were like a, a seven-year overnight success, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you work hard, you work hard, you work hard, you work hard, and all of a sudden you get this tremendous success. It's about doing it every day. Yeah, and I think that was it for me. It's just I really liked wrestling. I liked to go to practice, Sure. you know, all the time and... You know, that was the thing I always said is like, you know, some people go to wrestling camp and it's like seven hours a day for a week. Yeah. Um, I would have much rather wrestled, you know, an hour and a half all summer. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> rather than do it in, in one uh, one week like that. And I think that, that I think that's where I made the improvement is you spend all summer working out in a wrestling room. Um, you really catch up to the people that are ahead of you. No it's doubt. Like squeezing in another season in between. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden people are like looking in the back view mirror cuz you you got them you know so it's 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 an interesting situation andrew the other thing too is you become a head coach so did you emulate your head coach from high school did you emulate don horning did you emulate joy border who who did you emulate and then what how did you take it to the next level so i went to messiah college in pennsylvania and my coach was a guy named neil turner who okay. um had previously been the head coach at Lockhaven. Oh, wow. Um, and head coached at some other places. Sure. Um, you know, he was getting toward the end of his uh, college coaching career at the time. Yeah. He actually retired from college coaching the year I graduated. Okay. Um, but I would not be a coach today if I hadn't had him as my coach. Gotcha. And then as I got into coaching, you know, first as an assistant and as a head coach, in the early years, I mainly was just trying to do whatever he had done. Okay. Because um, he had really made a big impact on me just in terms of running of the program. Sure. Um, you know, he was no great national level wrestler, right. but he was as good a coach as there is. Sure. Um, and and sometimes was... you find that, you know, where, you know, I, I in my experience, and particularly when I look at any coaching at any level, you know, some of the greatest coaches were very mediocre, if not some of the worst athletes of that and what I mean by that is like you take a guy like I don't know if this is generational but Tommy Lasorda I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that name great great coach in, in the field of baseball in the sport of baseball very average if not kind of a below average player but he understood what it took to get good because he grew through the levels right so when you understand from going from the from the worst to maybe the best or close to the best you know that whole progression of what it takes to become that that person. And you have empathy to ev- for everybody in, uh, on the team to some degree. Right. And coaching is not wrestling. You know, they're, they're related, but they're not the same thing. So I think sometimes it's good to remember that, you know, no matter how good of a wrestler somebody was, 
it's not the same as being able to turn someone else into a great wrestler. Indeed. And so that's what I had when my coach with Coach Turner. He was great at developing people into great wrestlers, and his style meshed well with me, obviously, and we had a sure. you know, great four years together. And, um, again, I would not be a coach if it wasn't for him, I don't think. So he's already – he's still coaching. He is. He's yeah, he doesn't through. coach college anymore. He, yeah. you know, he retired from college coaching and then went to coach, like, the – club team or the club at Lock Haven okay and then moved back to where his other son lived you know still in Pennsylvania and he's been coaching like middle school and youth wrestling that's for right. a long time I mean he's that's for the love in of his it. 70s that's right that's for the love of it and but he's also he's also coaching through you so that's there's a beauty to that too yeah and I think that's the great thing about coaching right is yeah. anybody that you've coached that then goes on to coach like it's it's all that you know you hear about a coaching tree exactly and, uh, yeah you know, it's, I'm proud to be a part of his and, you know, glad that there are some guys that I've coached who are, you know, coaching high school wrestling out there. Exactly. It's a ripple. It's a beautiful ripple that this is all about. And I love that whole philosophy. And so we're going to take a break for a moment and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about what you're doing now and what you're doing at Hiram and maybe some stories or two about uh, some inspiration of individuals that you coached. We'll be Great. right back. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beachwood. That's Serve Pro Beachwood, ShakerHeightsClevenHeights.com, 216-464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood. We're back with Blood Time. Coach Cimarroni here, and I've got Coach Andrew Vogel from the Hiram College new re rekindled wrestling program. Andrew, uh, great first first part and laying the foundation of some of the people that really inspired you and, and how you've taken that to the next level. You know, let's talk a little bit about what is happening at Hiram, what you're doing there, and taking all of these obviously wonderful lessons that you've learned and experiences from high school and college and now bringing it to uh, a rekindled, re-instituted re program at uh, Hiram. And what uh, what are your goals and what's your vision? So we are starting up again this year, first time since 1987. Uh, the team has had success. We have 10 All-Americans, you know, including yes. you know, leading right up to when the program was, uh, was suspended back in the 80s. Um, the real driving force behind getting our team going again is our athletic director, Todd Hibbs who you know, right. people listening to this might have known him from being the announcer at the NCAA Division One Championships yes, yes. for a long time yes. uh, prior, you know, a number of years ago. We love you, Todd. <laughs> Bringing um, bring <clears throat> wrestling back to Portage County, we love it. That's right, and Todd was a head coach at Alma College most recently, before that Olivet College, both in Michigan, sure. and was an All-American for Mount Union Oh wow! Uh, in his competitive career. So he became the athletic director at Hiram last July. Okay. Um, and so we'd been friends for a long time, you know, we got a picture of us in the stands at the 2020 London Olympics awesome. um, watching Jordan Burroughs win his gold medal so I've known him a long time and I wasn't really even 
planning to change jobs at the time. Okay. And uh, I knew wrestling was going to be starting here because yeah. Todd was here. And then, then the announcement was made. Um, you know, some things worked out with my wife's career, um, what she was looking to do. Sure. And Hiram happened to need both a wrestling coach and a library director at the same time. Wow. And so here How we are. How fortuitous is that? My goodness. Yeah, and Todd yeah. really... Um, you know, put the full court press on to make that make everything happen uh, sure. so that we could both get there. Um, she well, you actually... made his life a little bit easier. <laughs> Finding two for one, right? I hope so. I yeah, mean, exactly. that's, that was the idea. So, sure. so that brought us back to Northeast Ohio, where I grew up, and uh, my family still lives in Stowe. So okay. That was just uh, an exciting thing. And so it was a sure. reason to, you know, to leave somewhere I'd been for the past 13 years to come start a brand new program. And that's what we're trying to do is to get things up and running to kind of bring back some of the success that we've had. There's a lot of great wrestlers in Northeast Ohio. Well, heck, right by right by you. You got Aurora, Streetsboro, Rootstown. I mean, you got some pretty good programs right there. Oh, absolutely. And so I think there's there's a chance for us to be successful, and we've been doing sure. some work there. We're also adding women's wrestling um, for the 2021-22 season so in this at this point we're trying to recruit both teams um and then we're in the process of hiring a women's head coach who will start next year fantastic so there'll be uh you know two of us a couple of graduate assistants as we build this thing back up i think uh my goal is to have a big team full of guys who care about hiring and care about wrestling and care about each other sure well you know the d3 athlete is a little bit different than the d1 or even the d2 and so, particularly with Hiram, my son graduated from Hiram in 2011, so I, I love the, the institution. And Tom Chema, Chema, the guy really who revamped Hiram back in the uh, 90s and uh, last decade um, to this great institution, you know, you got to be a pretty good student to go to Hiram. So to balance that, how do you proceed as the head coach, to balance both the academics as well as the athletics? Well, that's the whole key, right, is sure. making sure that people are kind of focused in two areas. And, you know, all the wrestlers here, we talk about this all the time, is, you know, on the wrestling side of things, you really got to be focused on the present and living in the moment a little bit because you only get to be a college wrestler for four years and then it's over yeah. and you don't get to go back and do it again. Right. But on the other hand, you've got the academic side of things, which is why you come to college to get the degree to kind of get you started for the next 30 or 40 years of your life. Indeed. So you have to kind of be focused on the future Right. And thinking about your academics, because the payoff for what you're doing academically is not immediate. You know, that comes down the road. Yes. So if guys can hold those two ideas in their head at the same time, on the one hand, you know, this is wrestling. This is something I'm grateful to get to do. And I only get one shot at it. Sure. But on the other hand, I really need to focus on my schoolwork because the rest of my life depends on getting a good start here. You know, people change majors. They change careers. Sure. But the start they get in college is a big part of kind of springboarding you. Into success, so the so the athlete there has to be ex- as extent existential and visionary at the same time, and I like that. I like that 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 whole process. So you're bringing that to Hiram, you're bringing that to college, and obviously you've brought that in your in your career. Tell tell us a little bit of, of blood type stories, if you will, about some of the individuals that you inspired or have had under your charge, and now that are doing some interesting things and maybe transformative things in the real world yeah i've got two good ones i mean the most recent one was uh, a guy we had named colin kowalski okay who graduated in 2019 from gettysburg okay and you know i think he has embodied some of what i was talking about sure. um in the meantime first time he's a national qualifier twice for us his junior year 
we were in the hotel the day before the tournament, and he's on the phone doing a phone interview for an internship for oh, that wow. coming summer. Um, so he's looking at his vision. Right, and so it was the kind of thing where, you know, athletics and academics colliding there. I mean, there's uh-huh. plenty of time for both, which is what we, we like to say. Um, but it's kind of a, you know, he's a good example of what I talk about, our team culture, what we want to have. You know, yes. we want to have the right process in place. We want to have people who care about not only their own success, but their team success and the value that they get out of the sport is not just in whether or not they reach their ultimate goal. Okay. And so Colin qualified for the uh, national tournament again his senior year, but in the regional semifinals, the match to qualify, he tore his ACL. Oh, dear God. And so he's a senior. He's trying to become an All-American for the first time, and he's got this you know, serious knee injury. Yes. And so he puts the big knee brace on and goes out there and wrestles, and he is not able to even finish his first match. And uh, so he did everything right. Yeah. And yeah. had that opportunity taken away from him. By no fault of his own, it was bad luck. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. he was he was glad that he had the chance to try to see if he could compete, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out. And so... I'm sitting here, I'm that athlete. Yeah. I had the same thing happen my senior year in high school. So. Right. So 10 minutes after the match, his career's over. Yeah. You know, he knows he's not going to wrestle anymore. Right. He's sitting down under the, you know, under the arena with his coaches and his dad's there, and he says, hey, it was a blast. You know, That's had a great, great experience. And he, you know, he was broken, right? Like he lost the chance. He'd worked extremely hard, you know, ever since he had not, you know, got knocked out of the tournament the year before. Everything he'd done was setting himself up for that year. Yeah. And to have it taken away and to him to have kind of that perspective on it immediately after it happened was really, you know, I don't take any credit for it, but it made me feel like we had at least set up an environment where that was the response that someone could have. Sure. Um, that great perspective and now he works for the company that he had the internship with the previous summer Um, so again great wrestler great student and he also had the right perspective on on wrestling and it was a great teammate and so he was part of that culture that we tried to build and again to have a culture where someone could get a lot out of the experience and have it not all be based on his results well no no matter what make sure that he gets this episode because that's exactly what blood time's all about we love that and you said you had a second story yeah another guy a few years earlier his name's kevin poplaski um, okay i like to talk about kevin he's a he's a guy who came in his freshman year didn't start for two years we had a guy his weight class two years above him okay they wrestled every day in practice right. um they never even had a wrestle off we you know we didn't have to do that at that point gotcha. but kevin was good he won a lot of matches um you know in tournaments and that kind of stuff his first two years but his junior year he came in and uh, he knew he was going to be the man. Right. And he worked incredibly hard all summer. And, you know, he's someone who really thought a lot about how to be successful and worked hard to do it. And he became a national qualifier as, a, as his first year as a starter for us. That's fantastic. Um, and again, he gets all the credit for that because sure. he went home over the summer and put in the work um, to make it happen. Right. Um, and, you know, he was one of these guys that, you know, never stopped talking. Okay. Um, okay. Which, you know, was good and bad. It was good in that I always knew exactly what he was thinking. Sure. So he was definitely wanted to share. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was occasionally bad in that, you know, sometimes you need to just be quiet. That's right. But so I told sh- him. sharing too much, my man. <laughs> and I told him this. Yeah. I will put up with anything you have to say because I know that you are serious about becoming great. Excellent. Okay. And so he gets through his junior year. He comes back. Senior year puts in the work again. You know, gets a shoulder injury in the early in the year. Um, then gets a second shoulder injury oh my on the other shoulder. So we shut him down for about two months um, right at the end of the season just to kind sure. of put him in a position like, okay, can we even compete? I didn't know if he'd be able to wrestle for five minutes or five matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, he has already secured a job 
I love this. In January for okay. after graduation. Okay. Um, so we, we they strap him up, send him out there, both shoulders taped. Um, and he makes it to the match to qualify for the national tournament. Wow. Loses in double overtime. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We talked later. I'm not sure if he would have been able to wrestle in the national tournament if he had made it. He right. said it took a few weeks for his shoulders to calm down. Yes. You know, yes. he has since had surgery on both shoulders. Sure. Um, he's doing great. But so he had that job. But then he went on and started his own business and, you know, oh, was doing fantastic. really well with that. They, uh, He and his brother have a company that makes mead. I'll be is, darned. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Beer. Fermented honey, yeah, you know, honey beer. <laughs> beverage. So he's got a company that does that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the takeaway from him is that he was... You know the student athlete who sure. you know, great student. What's the name of his company? Do we have? Uh, it's called Saga. Saga, Saga Meadery. Okay, um, great. They're in Arlington, Virginia. Fantastic. Um, so those are two guys who kind of embody what we're looking for in terms of right. academics, athletics. They, you know, were serious about their schooling. You know, sure. it, was, it was the most important thing to them. But they also were committed to being great wrestlers. Sure. And and again, for both those guys, things didn't end on the mat the way that they dreamed it up. Right. But I know they both had a great experience, and you know the fact that they didn't have the ending that they were hoping for did not change the value of what they had done. I love that. in their mind. I love that, and that's really the why. And my why is coaching is I want to grad- graduate great citizens because great wrestling comes fairly easy if you got all those foundations of of being a great person, and eventually I want those people to be sitting in your seat. So what is your why at Hiram, and what do you see for the vision three, five years down the road, and what's your goals? So I got into coaching because I love wrestling and okay. wanted, to, wanted it to still be an important part of my life the way it was growing up. Sure. And so I want to offer that same experience to the people that are on my team. Is that, Excellent. You know, wrestling is something that you love to do and you're not ready to be done. Okay. And you want, to, want it to still be an important part of your life for at least four more years. Sure. And so I want to offer that opportunity to people and then put them in a position where they can build those relationships with their teammates and coaches and athletic trainers and managers, you know, those relationships that last for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, and that you can walk off the mat for the last time four years down the road and feel like that everything you did was worth it. Yes. And that you learned some lessons you couldn't learn any other way. And you got to do something that not that many people get to do. And yeah. so if I have a role to play in that for the people that I coach, you know, that's that's what I love. I love teaching wrestling and, you mm-hmm. know, trying to help people become great. And we're here to win, right? So I want sure. to see guys that I coach get their hand raised. No doubt. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that's uh, that's the fun part. No doubt. And it's also the motivation coming back to the next day. <laughs> right? It's... Uh, it's an interesting thing, but I think the Hiram Terriers are in good hands with Andrew Vogel. Uh, I think that you've got a good and bright future over there in uh, that northern part of Portage County. So I, I, I'm, I'm pleased to see this whole situation occur. Well, that's what I'm hoping for, right, is that we can, step one is get the guys that we've got now on the Mac, get them competing and improving. Sure. And then step two, building up our roster to where we want it to be, you know, 30, 40 wrestlers. That, Absolutely. Um, that are working hard every day to do great things and, again, go out into the world after that and be successful. Well, Andrew, I, I, I'm just really pleased and proud to have you in the, the studio with us. And I'm really excited because when I um, co-founded Wrestlers in Business with uh, a few of the guys that uh, I knew and one of the guys that I coached, Aaron Grossman, 
my goal was to do exactly this, is to bring back, reconstitute programs that were once storied, but also proliferate the sport at every level. And what you're doing is exactly that, because we, lo we have lost so many generations of leaders by losing so many programs at the D1, 2, and 3 level. They had nowhere to go. And so I love this. You're giving them a forum, you're giving them a home, but more importantly, you're giving them a platform to succeed. And I, I, I can't tell you enough how proud I am of that, and I'm so um, excited for you to succeed, but more importantly, I wish you the best in doing so. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's uh, it's a big job. You know, bringing a team back is a process, right? You start from, from not much, and you try to get yourself to where you want to be, but I think we've got the administrative support that yeah, we need absolutely. to do it, and we've got the wrestlers in the area to make it happen. So I'm That's just right. uh, here to work hard and do our best. Great. Well, I'd love to have you just uh, share one or two things that you'd like to leave with a, a little drop of Jupiter, if you will, to the uh, to the audience. I think, you know, I, I think that Hiram College is a great place. I think we're doing some innovative things with our academic program. I think we've got a nice campus and a lot of support for our wrestling team. And I think that's the good thing to have is administrators who were wrestlers sure. and uh, experienced coaches and you know, I think this we can be a place that helps people reach their goals, everything they want to do in college, academically, athletically, and heading on to what comes next. Awesome. Well, I know your university, it's a fantastic place to be. My firstborn, I said, graduated from there in 2011. Um, I believe that they are definitely in good hands. So wrestlers, if you want to go and get a great experience and become a good, not only wrestler, but a good citizen, seek out Coach Andrew Vogel. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. We are blood. Love to all. I want to thank JTL Construction, run by three former wrestlers, Jeff Leonard, Jason Effner, my co-founder of Wrestlers and Business Network, and Mike McLaughlin, started in 2004, they the total project excellence from concept to completion. They're general contractors, construction management, development, third-party project management. And these guys, former wrestlers, former coaches, actually, I, th I think Jeff still coaches, wonderful guys and supporters of the uh, St. Ed's program and the great Greg Urbis. We wanna thank JTL Construction, Reach out to them at builtbyjtl.com. Again, Jason Effner, Mike McLaughlin, and Jeff Leonard. Thanks so much, JTL. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. 
Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.